good morning, good afternoon, whatever time of day it is that you are listening, folks. Thank you very, very much for listening today. Today is the 20th of May, year of our Lord, 2021. Welcome to yet another edition of the Bun and Cardigan Show. I'm, of course, joined by the on-again, off-again man who wears the cardigan, James Edwards III of The Athletic. James, pulled the uh, little the okey-doke, the hezzy hay on the folks. For those who caught our tweet saying that there, was, with the hezzy. That there was not going to be an episode uh, today, Gotcha, pranked. There actually is an episode today. Turns out James is uh, is free, and here we are. I got good news for you, James. I got really good news. Hold on, hold on really quick. Part of the reason I felt guilty about us canceling is like the response. I was there was yeah. a, there was in the Twitter replies. There was a lot of boos, and somebody like DM'd us and said, "I hope everything's okay." I'm like, "Yeah, it's fine. It's just we, uh, personal life." And management. it's the off season, but again, thank you for the support. Also, before we go any further, Nick, if you were one of the original 21 people who got a hoodie, if you're listening to this, it's too late. They've been sent out. Some people were sent on today is Wednesday as we're recording. Yes. Some were sent on Tuesday and the uh, 12 of the 21 were sent on Tuesday and the other nine are going to be sent on Thursday morning. And I've already talked to you. You're going to get a tracking number again. Thank you guys so much for the support. We actually ended up making 26 in total um, after the original 21. Five more people missed the tweet, and we had a couple left over to send to Rod to do. So in total, 26, the last five of you, you know who you are who hit us up today. You will get your hoodies. Your hoodies will be shipped out sometime next week. And people are already starting to get them. Yeah, we've gotten tweets. Yeah. Um, James. Some people were close. I have good news. What is your good news? I did some... Are you going to tell the people what you did the last two days? No, I will not. Okay. No one... No. In fact, I might bleep that out. I have great news. Please don't. I did some scrubbing. I did some some digging. I have... Is this going to be like when you found my Michigan State columns (laughs) about riding bikes in the parks? It's better for me. I have never tweeted anything bad about Kwame Brown. I'm safe! I'm good. <laughs> I'm safe. Everything's going to be fine. Did he just discover the internet? Wild. But it feels like he just discovered the internet and he just discovered everybody was calling him a bust for the last 15, 20 years. I don't, listen, I don't think I have the right to say this. I, I'm bored. It was fun for the first like three days. I'm bored. He's just saying the same things. It's just like yeah. a Kwame Brown revenge you. All right, we get it. You're kind of scary, actually. I don't want to mess with you. Okay, Kwame Brown, I'm sorry. That's I it. saw two clips and I was fine after that. They were pretty similar. Yeah. The first one was funny. That's it. Um, I have a, a question for you. What is your question, Nicholas Hankel? I have two questions. One. What is your second and first question, Nicholas Hankel? Do you want the Seven Eleven question first, or do you want the one that was premeditated? Seven Eleven. Before that, you want the Seven Eleven question first? Yeah. God, I would have preferred. Okay. Seven uh, Eleven question. I'm looking at this Pistons roster, right, top to bottom, and we talk about this restoration. We talk about. Uh, restoring a a once great franchise to so the the bad boys, the going to work teams. There's always the enforcer, right? There's the bully. There's the guy that God, I hate that guy in Detroit. Do you think Detroit has a villain right now, like a potential villain? Because I know to start the season that was Isaiah, and it felt like he was getting chippy with the opposing team's best player almost on a nightly basis, and it like came to a boiling point against the Lakers, which was I think at home. It was in Detroit, yeah. He ripped Dwight's shorts the game before, and him and Boogie got into it. So that's right. That's what it was. So do you think that Isaiah is that guy, or do you think 
you've mentioned it. Uh, you mentioned it on Reddit, and you mentioned it, I think, in the last episode that Marcus Smart is a name that hey, Detroit could go after uh, here in a few years. Do you think Isaiah is the is is villainous enough for that role if we're trying to recreate the formula that has made Detroit great previously? Yes, Isaiah is the the clubhouse leader. As I've I've written about, we've talked about nicest kid on the planet. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. It's absolutely absurd. I've said it like that because it's that absurd how much different he is on the court than he is in person. Like it is a switch that not many people are able to turn on and off. He is a dickhead on the court. He is the opposite of a dickhead to us and to people in his life. And I think you sh- he showed it this year. He set the foundation. Like there are guys that are – if they didn't know who Isaiah Stewart was before the game, they know who he is after. And I think it's going to be one of those things like when they say they, – when they're realizing they're flying into Detroit, it's like, oh, shit, like I have to go up against that kid who doesn't stop running and jumps and is strong and does all this annoying stuff. I think it's him. I think Josh, Jack and Josh Jackson's a close second. He's another guy that chirps a lot. Um, he's feisty. I think he's he welcomes a fight, but I think Isaiah is the clubhouse leader in the I hate this player in Detroit. I what they always say I'd love to play with him, I hate to play against him. Isaiah is the the champion of that. You think he's our bad boy moving forward then? You don't think uh anyone's going to top him? Hard to imagine. On the roster right now, no. Isaiah is the winner. Okay. Uh, second question. Now, this article, this story that you wrote did only come out a few days ago, so I don't want to ruin the whole thing. But oh, you can. That's fine. You did a – here's the top six for Detroit. Six players for the draft, I apologize. Top six because the furthest we can fall is sixth. You had Book Knight at fifth. Uh, my question to you is – and I'm, 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 I'm asking this, like, very honestly. How many times can you really do a big board for Detroit – this year, just because it's not going to change very much. I mean, the only other time I feel like it's going to change is maybe when we have the combine and then mm-hmm. obviously when we have the lottery. And that's a more definitive, this is what's going to happen. So is there really only two other iterations of this that you can write? Uh, it depends. Like if I hear anything, like maybe a guy that they didn't like as much, they worked out and he killed his workout. Like we'll use Moses Moody, for example. This isn't me. This isn't first disclaimer. This isn't me like reporting that they like Moses Moody. I have no idea, um, but like maybe they work him out and he does really really well and he surpasses like like you never know what you could hear or or, or what happens. So yeah, I mean I think right now I feel pretty confident in six. I still I I'm fairly confident in the top four. I'm I'm, I'm confident in the top four. I know they like Book Knight, um, and it's funny because. Somebody tweeted and Laz said, "Look what you started! Yes. That Book Knight's rising up boards." Yes, and I would, don't shoot the messenger. Um, I think Kuminga's six, but I that one is that one was not as much me hearing stuff. You got to put uh, someone as, there. as some of the others. Yeah, that's kind of it. I asked you this earlier, uh, and I don't know. I, let me let me phrase it a little bit differently than how I did over text. Let's say Detroit drafts sixth. I guess you could even say fifth, but just for the sake of it, let's say sixth. And Book Knight's off the board, which would be a little bit of a surprise. But let's just assume that he is. And Scotty Barnes is right there. And I I don't really think that we should be led to believe that Scotty Barnes is going to come to Detroit. 
But what I had asked you was, do you think that that would be the biggest, oh, no, that Detroit could possibly have with their with their first round pick? Yes and no. I think yes, because it's a guy that kind of overlaps some of the guys on the roster. He's an athletic wing who can't shoot, and the team needs shooting. So I think people would be a little disappointed in that regard. Mm-hmm. Um, I say no because I think Troy, even in one draft in one year, has built up enough equity that people would believe that if he if he picks Barnes, there's a reason. Mm-hmm. So I, I think in that scenario, certainly logistically and fit-wise, it doesn't really make much sense. But again, it's about getting the player you think is going to be the best regardless of what he is right now. So that that's a tough one, but I do think Barnes would be kind of like for, from the fan base would be like, eh. I think that'd be the eh. Sure. I think Moses Moody wouldn't be an eh because he know he can shoot. Um, uh, Keon Johnson, I don't think would be an eh. No. I think there's a lot of people that like him. Jalen Johnson so, would be for me though. Would be an eh. Yeah, for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're not a Jalen. Yeah. No, but Keon Johnson, that that's the Johnson that I like. Uh, let me let me just throw this Pause. out. Pause. What did I say? Holy! What did I say? Keon, Keon, that's the Johnson that I like. <laughs> oh, I can't laugh too hard because my throat will. I'm still, I'm still battling a sore throat. You, you, can't, um, you can't write this stuff. I'll have to, I'll have to bleep that one. I, I saw the Hollinger. No, don't bleep that out. I re- that's gold. I read the Hollinger tweet too many times, and I just Nick. Got- if I get up in the morning and I listen to our podcast, and that is that pause is bleeped out, uh, we're gonna have to have a, a conference meeting. Okay. Laz, if you get a DM from James, it's because uh, he kicked me off the show and he's asking you to co-host. So, Do not bleep that. I'm not going to bleep that out. I'm still going to bleep out the other one, though. Anyways. All right, that's fine. I want to I nip this thing in the bud because I did it just because somebody kind of provoked me to. Not in a bad right. way. They just sort of were like, ha-ha, say this thing. Say the thing. Uh, I don't want Colin Sexton. I don't want him. I don't want You spent all day... Texting nope. me it that was, you want Colin Sexton. It, Can I? Oh, it, it was time to it read was Nick's ten text. minutes. It was ten minutes. It was ten minutes, and then we it's ended t- up agreeing. It is time to read Nick's text. This is foul. He's, First of all, it's happening. He sends me a, a, the report that the executives suggest that the Cavs may consider trading Colin Sexton. Nick, first text. It's happening. You can't pay him the max. The max. Even I know that. Yes. Then me trolling said he's going to Milwaukee, which I didn't know if you were serious or not, but I was. Yeah. I, I I appreciate that you th- that you think th- that highly of me that I I might know some inside I was like, stuff what on is, that. I appreciate. I was you. like, what's, thank you. What's Eric saying to James? What's he that doing? I know some inside <laughs> yeah. stuff on Milwaukee yeah. and Cleveland? Thank you. Um, I give them anything and anyone outside of our rookies. Yes. My response: so nothing. LOL. No. Hamadou, perfect for them. Nick says yes. Whatever picks they want. Yes. Me, you're insane. You give up the third pick for Sexton. We need a scorer. You write it every day. No, 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 no. Not that pick. Sorry. Yeah, you do need a score. His name is Jalen Green. That's what I said. Yes. Anything after this year, because at that point, we won't need him anyways. And then we'll stop. Which there. is true. Which Oh, it's convenient that you're stopping there, because then I, yeah. I turned around on it. And it was like, you know what? You're making this is a compelling argument. You did. And First of we all, said we'd give up a certain player that we're not going to say. We will not say that, but we did agree on it. Um, yeah. Here's the and thing. And then we actually circled back on that, actually. Here's the thing. Thing. Did we? Here's the thing. Yeah. Oh, I get it. Uh, once you get to a certain point, first round picks don't matter. 
So if you're able to cash them in for somebody who takes you to another level, I don't care. Like the, I still need to get clarity on that with the Pistons picks. We oh, talked the about it the other day, thing, yeah. Because Houston has a has future protected ones. So like, can Detroit not trade a first at all? Because what if what if so happens? What if they actually exceed expectations and that pick would go to Houston? But they pro- like, I need to figure out. Yeah. I need to make some texts and and get the logistics on that. And I'll I'll report back. What I mean is, you look at the Drew Holiday thing as an example. You look at the Anthony Davis thing as an example. I don't care. And you know that you're going to be picking 25 to 30 anyways. I don't care about those picks. Take whatever you want. Just give me the player that's going to get me in that position. What I will say is if it was a player that wasn't Colin Sexton, I would say yes. I'm good, actually. I don't want it to happen. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any basketball sense. Yeah, I think financially you'd have to pay him sooner than the rest of your young guys. I'm still not a fan of a a small two-guard like that. Um, At least CJ's like... A legit six three six four. Um, yeah, Collins, a, when you a say a six one, when you say a Collins six, Sexton two. six two, it actually means he's my height. He's five eleven. Yeah, yeah, Collins not tall. No, but person. The one thing that we agreed on is if you're gonna pair somebody next to Jeremy, and and what you had said was Detroit's not gonna win anything with Collins Sexton as your best score. And I said, well, to be fair, it would still probably be Jeremy, and and you agreed, but it would be close. And the only thing I would say to that is you still need somebody to play off of Jeremy Grant, right? Like, you still need that guy. I don't know that that's who I want, but you still have a pretty strong defensive guard to go with Killian Hayes. The fit would be clunky. What, are you going to give him four for 80? Pass. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. We talked about this on this show before. You're generous with your Colin Sexton defensive love, too. Isn't it? I nobody praises him defensively as much as I do. It's annoying. Yeah, it's really weird. It's anno- everyone else is wrong. It's wild. <laughs> uh, I thought you were gonna say with his contract, and I was like, if he doesn't get four for eighty, then whatever. Here's the thing, though, and we'll move off of this in just a second. Even if the Cavs truly believe that they have to trade Colin Sexton, whatever you think you're gonna get, you're gonna get less. Because once teams know that this player, that this team is like desperately trying to move this guy, they're not going to give you their best package. They're not going to give you everything that they can because you're just you just don't want to pay this guy that bad. You're going to get rid of him for anything. Now it's not going to be, you know, the the bag of chips and a two liter of rock and rye. Like it's not going to be that. The package is going to be lackluster relative to what I think some people are thinking. So James, moving off of that. You wrote a story the other day, one that I quite enjoyed. Oh, thank you, man. And you, obligatory James, wrote something awesome, even though I it's, it always is. I don't need to say Have it. Have I ever anymore, written but... anything you didn't like? Ooh, surely. Sure, nothing that's comes fun. to mind, I'll, though? I'll, yeah, nothing comes to mind. I'll, I'll do some digging. Okay. I'll do some digging. That'll be fun. Uh, so you wrote something the other day. It was sort of a giving a percentage chance of certain players coming back. All the free agents on the Pistons. Sorry. I'm sorry. Yes. So instead of playing the the game of you saying what the actual percentages that you wrote down were, we're going to play with me. That's the game, correct? Yep. So I have the story up. Um, Yeah. So if you want to check that out, go to The Athletic. uh, Go to my Twitter. Every I think there were six guys, six guys who will be restricted or unrestricted. I gave it odds he returns projected contract range and then for each guy i think at least five guys i had like little tidbits of stuff i heard so it's worth checking out now nick what we're going to do is i'm going to name the guys to you and you tell me 
how badly you want them back or not. Yeah. Okay. We'll start with the bell of the ball. Mr. Hamadou Diallo. Yeah. Uh, y- yes. Yeah. I, 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 the, the, again, the conversation that we had the other day really threw me off with the whole, well, he could leave. And I, I recognize that it was like a bit like, okay, Nick, relax. Obviously, players who are restricted free agents can leave. That's how it works. But it just threw me off. Because, again, all we have heard was these were these glowing reviews of, wow, this guy for Detroit's future is so valuable. And now <laughs> it's like... stop with that shit. And now it's like, <laughs> I don't stop. know. And now it's like, I don't know, man. Like, there's a world... It's So it was, whole, it was really confusing to me. It is still a little bit weird to imagine him as somewhat of a, of a, a foundational piece for the rebuild. Because it doesn't really feel like we've seen him in that role. He's not there yet. Yeah, that's why I was saying he's. I think he's the X factor, man. I think I don't want to keep getting into it because I don't want this to be the weekly joke, the running joke where you put on your James voice and and talk glowingly about Hamadou Diallo. But I like him a lot, and I think I've said it. Everybody said it. He's a jumper away from being a starter. Yes. Yeah, I want him back. Who Who do we got next? Would you cry if he's not back? No. Okay. No, I wouldn't lose sleep over. I'd be pissed, but I'd be like, whatever. Wayne Ellington. Um, uh, here's the thing. Here's why I don't want him back. Can he win something? Can he stop playing for like middling teams and just go do something cool for once? Can he stop being a trade chip? Can he just go somewhere and be valuable? That's a, a low key thing about Wayne and why I wanted to do that pop quiz with him on his career. You should check that out if you haven't heard it uh, or if you haven't read it at the athletic. I, I quiz Wayne on random stuff that's happened throughout his career to see if he remembered, but he's close to catching ish in the most teams played for um, of active players. Interesting. Him and Sadiq are super close. Um, I reported in the story, and I don't know if I've said it on here, there was a chance Wayne could have left uh, during the season if yep. the right team and situation occurred, and it didn't obviously happen, so he stayed put. Um, but, yeah, what do you think? Another sh- Keep shooting, obviously a mentor. Um Great locker room guy. James loves covering Wayne Ellington. James, lo- James loves Wayne Ellington. You're not uh, – would you rather go out and get a different t- – dude, you have a your head on sideways. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah, where are you at on Wayne? Like, so you so don't you, you're, you don't care? No, Well, it's not that I don't care. I'm, I'm, it's not that I'm indifferent. I do want to have one of the better movement shooters, uh, bench movement shooters at least, in the league on my basketball team, especially and when – And you want to be kind of good next year, Nick a, said. A, right. Uh, so, and he fits that formula, right? We were de- pretty decent with him on our team two years ago, went to the playoffs. Now it's not to say it was because of Wayne Ellington and then he put he, crap he the was bed really in the playoffs, good. but, yeah. um, <clears throat> excuse me. Sorry. I'm trying to move really far away from the mic when I cough, but, um, no, I, just for his sake, I kind of want him to win something, but if we're going to move ahead, just one guy to Corey Joseph, I do want Corey Joseph on my team. I do want Corey Joseph back. You skipped ahead, but we can go to Corey. Sorry, I just because I'm talking about veterans, so just in my head, that's that's where I wanted to go next. What were your expectations of Corey? Jo- You're a Kings fan. Yeah, they're they're third on your list. I th- I thought I had seen enough of Corey Joseph. I thought that I I had seen everything that I needed to see from him, and I guess you it- you weren't happy about you were li- you liked the trade because it came with a guy. A, equivalent in tier to DeLon Wright plus you got two picks so you like the trade but you didn't expect much from Corey you didn't ex- you didn't yes. expect him if his averages that he had in Detroit were for a season it'd be the best year of his career 12-5 yeah. 
and 1.2 steals on 50 and 37% shooting. Yeah, it was the the efficiency, it was the distribution, which was super ironic because Pistons fans just conveniently brushed that to the side and were like, he's a ball hog, all he does is shoot because he's shooting the ball really well. And he's averaging get five assists a game. It's actually pretty good. Um, what was weird, so first of all, on the on the DeLon Wright trade, which is, to me, I can't, I feel like I just can't remember DeLon Wright being on this team. That feels like a <laughs> lifetime ago. It does, um, actually. Um, it's not that I didn't like it. I, I cared the, about the picks more than anything else. But for some reason, all the Kings games that I've watched, I just never really paid attention to how much of a, a leader that Corey Joseph could be. And, and how much of a mentor he could be. And I guess for a large part of that, it was because De'Aaron Fox was the focal point. Or uh, this year, like Halliburton or Buddy Heald or anybody. But it, it just never really felt like it was the Corey Joseph show. Was it in Detroit? It was at first when, I guess, when Killian wasn't back. And then even when he was, you know, here and there, like, Corey Joseph had some moments where you're like, do I, do I want Corey Joseph on my team in the playoffs. Is Corey Joseph going to have a playoff moment in Detroit? He played so well that Detroit needed to – he was, quote-unquote, hurt for them to yep. um, secure their uh, he lottery was odds. hurting their That's chances. That's how good Corey Joseph was. Yeah. So I want him back. So who yeah, is who – so 12.6 if he's on the roster past a certain date this summer. Um, my whole thing was – you got a guy who you, you'll have a, a, a – you don't find those mid-tier salaries as much anymore, those 8 to 12s. Um, a guy that will be an expiring, a guy that can have 12.6 coming off your books next summer when maybe you want to turn a corner and jump into free agency. Um, a guy that can clearly play backup minutes for you, can start if you need him to. I, I just – I know that, and I've reported it, and I've – said it on here the Pistons aren't going to be major players in free agency this summer so that 12.6 isn't that big of a deal so now we go to Frank Jackson yeah here's the thing about Frank Jackson you know who worries me Frank Jackson uh, you know who you know what team worries me on the Frank Jackson thing on the, on the Frank Jackson sweepstakes who Golden State Ooh, is that I like that I like that name drop I'm going to be honest. Can I say this? All right. Third Splash Brother? I'm going to say this. Nobody get mad at me, okay? I love Frank Jackson. Every, it's been well documented, the the, the, <laughs> the turnaround that I've done on him. I so you've been love... been the last two and a half weeks that's been yeah. well documented. Oh, I'd say, I'd say about the month and a half, if that. Yeah, it's been a little longer, yeah. It's been a while. I'm going to be honest. I kind of like him in Golden State more. I, uh I don't know. Do you not like your basketball? Do you not want I, your basketball team to have listen, nice things? I love – you know what? That's an interesting way to put it. I just love – I thought of this earlier when I was walking home from 7-Eleven, picking up my Dippin' Dots, my dinner. I was like, Frank Jackson, because I was thinking about the story that she wrote, the one that we're talking about right now. Mm. And I was like, out of all those guys, like who's the most likely, whether it's Hamadou or, or, or Saban or, you know, or, or Frank Jackson – Who's the most likely to leave? And I was like, well, I feel like Frank Jackson was on people's radars before Detroit. We just got lucky, right? Like he was obviously even after New Orleans, he was on Oklahoma City's for like five days. Mm -hmm. And now you just kind of look at Golden State, who's going to be kind of desperate to add cheap talent and they need cheap shooting and they need cheap playmaking. And Frank Jackson is, well, all of the above. And yeah. does does Detroit need those things? Yes. 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 Uh and you would like to use the rationale. Well, Detroit gave Frank the Frank the the opportunity, 
right? They gave him the positional change that he needed for the mm-hmm. the career for his career to be on the trajectory that it is. What does this sound like? Does this sound like anyone to you? Does this does this sound like Christian Wood? Yeah. I was gonna say this is a small version. I was actually that's funny. Literally, when you were starting your Frank Jackson spiel, I was gonna say when I was like, you don't want your team to have nice things. I was gonna say this is a compact size of Christian Wood. That's why we do the show together, James. Uh, so yes, of course I want Frank Jackson on my team, but I just look at Golden State and I'm like, I don't know. There, are, I mean, yeah, every team can use shooting. All right, so think about. Here's my question. Troy recently, um, we got to do our exit interviews with him, and he said as long as he's around, there's going to be veterans on this team. But you look. Frank and Wayne play the same position. You'd imagine there's not a world in which they play together. One would be the the 11th man, the 12th man in the rotation, not playing very much, maybe playing if it, one guy goes cold. Frank or Wayne? One will be cheaper. Wayne will be cheaper. Uh, Frank will be a little bit more. Listen, listen. No question, listen. Frank. All right, let's move on. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> <coughs> Saban Lee, here's my question to you. I'm sorry about the sniffling, folks. Again, I I know it's gross. I'm sorry. Would you... Saban had some moments this year. Saban clearly is a guy who will, uh, when the G League returns, will spend a good portion of, of his time there simply because Killian and maybe they draft somebody and they bring in a veteran. They can be patient with Saban. With all that said, how would you feel if maybe – and I don't think this will happen. Like I said, I, I think there's an 80 to 100% chance he returns. But where are you at? Do you Would you be mad if they let him go and maybe use one of their second-round picks on another point guard? Yes. Um, no, we're not doing that. Not for this one. No, no, no. You're going to do good podcasting. Before he said yes, he shook his head no. Tell the people no. Why no? You're not well, doing that. Not for this. Here's the thing. Not for a G League guy. We're not doing that. I don't know why. I I love watching him play. Except when he gets under the hoop. Well, yes, but I don't fault him for that. That's just a traditional small guard thing. It's not a. It's a. It's a strong tactic. I think it's a strong tactic. I just dislike watching it. I don't fault him for that. I don't know what it is. He's done nothing wrong. I've been thoroughly impressed with his ability to score. Obviously, uh, he will explode on people at the rim randomly. Yeah. (laughs) Randomly? The thing that has impressed me most, and I've said it a bunch of times, is he he settles into games so quickly. He's very mature. I had somebody tell me that they they think he can have a 10 to 15-year playing career and then he'll be a coach right after. The old tum-tum nairn. Uh, Well, minus the 10 to 15 playing career. (laughs) But, yeah. (laughs) Along those lines. The old Tum Tum Nairn. <laughs> He's on the staff, right? Not in Detroit. In, in Michigan State, I mean. Uh, he was. He actually just got hired to go back to his high school. Gotcha. To coach. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, where him and, if you guys, if you're a Michigan State fan, you remember him and Marvin Clark, Sunrise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, Marvin Clark. Talk about a name I haven't even thought of. In he, ended, he went to St. John's after State. Uh, that's right. Wow. Yeah. Uh, trivia, tournament. trivia. Where did Brandon Wood transfer from? Valparaiso. Good for you. Um, I, was in, I was in school at that time. His 
his he was on the aircraft carrier, the digital uniforms, right? He was on that team. Yep, he was on that team. Um, he averaged like he was like the leading scorer in the um, what conference is Valparaiso in? The mm, they're not in the MAC, are they? No, they're not in the MAC. No, they're not in the MAC. The Big Easy. Uh, so with the Saban thing, East, but yeah, go ahead. I said the Big Easy. Oh. Um, honestly, I'm convincing myself the other way around. What I was gonna say is it's just hard for me to believe in G League guys, but then I was like, well. I just I feel like homegrown talent is what notoriously has made Detroit so special. So I'm talking myself into it just thinking about that. Well, it, I wouldn't say that. Is it not true? No. I the whole going to work team came from everywhere else. Well, that's true. That those <laughs> are just those are just outcasts at that point though. <laughs> yeah, but then we're the, but then that only leaves us one other You're right. It just derails my. You're right. No, you're you're not wrong. Um, I think I think what you're saying is the goal, under the radar. The, 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 what they want to do, and what it looks like they're doing under Troy is homegrown talent. Yes, um, I'm trying to think from the bad boys. Who is really the only? I mean, I mean Bill. As, Bill Isaiah was traded. Joe, Bill was traded here. Uh, Dantley was traded here. Aguirre was traded here. Um, was Cartwright drafted? I think he was signed. Cartwright wasn't on the Pistons. He was no, on the Bulls. I'm, I'm thinking of James Edwards. I'm, not, I'm thinking of I'm, I wasn't Buddha. Tra- I'm thinking of Buddha, not not my dad. Bill Cartwright. Yeah. Uh, Rick McMorrin um, came from Rick Mo- from uh, the Bullets. Yep. He came from the Bullets. So it's just okay. A, just we all a bad have, theory. We all just, just a, say yeah. We all just say things sometimes. It's okay. I've done it many theory. times on here. Who's next? I'm keeping Saban, by the way. Okay. And I already know your answer to this one. If you listen to this podcast, we know what Nick's going to say about Dennis Smith Jr. What do you whoa, What do you think I'm going to say? You don't want him back. There's no There's no oh. room for him. Well, it's because you spoon feed me this rhetoric that I'm supposed to be negative about what his ultimate fate in Detroit is going to be. So no, for that not, reason, no, I'm, no, no, no. It's I'm not messing with ne- you. Okay, I know it's not I'm not I'm negative. You. It's okay. It's it's you're a realist. That's it. Yeah, it was. It's he had a he he had a a good game or two. Um, got hurt. And there are too many point guards that are focused on this team. Dwayne Casey, the whole last month of the season. What what else is he going to say? But we're really hoping we get to see uh, Dennis get healthy, get some reps in, you know, get a good look at him before the season ends. That dude would say it clockwork. Every three days he'd say that. And every three days, Dennis Smith Jr., nah, he's out, questionable, doubtful. Never saw him. Never saw him again. Didn't play from, like, April 11th, I think. Yeah, April 10th was – yeah, April 10th – was the last game. So there you go. Yeah, that was a uh, play for two months. That sucks. A month, yeah, close. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I was thinking March. You're right. I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah, we just said April. Yeah. Uh. Well, no, but I. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Is that that's it? That's the end of the list. That's the end of the list, my friend. All right. Yes. Go to tankathon.com. Can we say tankathon? We won't get sued for saying tankathon. They're actually a sponsor. All right. Let me not do that. We can't no, say that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Well, they are a sponsor mm. because the team we the team we uh, cover, or the team I cover, and the team you podcast about is always on high on the tankathon list. Drinking so they are, this uh, labelless water, mm, labelless water. I mean, okay. it might as well be. What the hell is Kirkland? Whoa, whoa, whoa! We got. I gotta bleep that. You can't say that on here, James. I gotta bleep that now. All right, I'm sorry. No, you don't. You All right, here much, we go. It's been a long time since you've spent a lot of money on sensors, but you got to put a lot of money in a swear jar. You're going to make me bleep right. 40 things. The first sim. Again. And we're going to, we're going to, Nick is, oh. What happened? Oh. Number one. 
I got my GM hat on. He has two on. Milwaukee Bucks hats on. No, 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 sideways. no. The other one is the Supreme. Oh, hat. the other one's Supreme. Supreme hat. The number one pick goes to the Detroit Pistons. Next, the number two pick goes to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Ooh, what do they do? So I'll let you pick. I'll let you pick for both. Go ahead. Uh, Cade and then Jalen Green, and then trade Colin Sexton to Oklahoma City. Ooh, you like that? Look at you, double hat, double GM power. Yeah, I I got you, Sam. I got you. Not Kobe Altman. We disparage Kobe Altman on this podcast, but we like. I don't even like Sam Presti that much, actually. Yeah, I've. You know my Presti story. Um, Oh, I forgot about that. Here we go. Number two. It's gosh. I hope this is not a nightmare for you in editing because oh, okay. We follow up the best possible scenario for the with the second to worst. Toronto one, Orlando two, Houston three, Oklahoma City four, Detroit five. Toronto, Cade Cunningham. Orlando, Evan Mobley. Houston, Jalen Suggs. Uh, Yes. mm, Yeah. OKC, Jalen Green, Detroit. Who does Nick want? Not who Nick might know Detroit wants to pick. I, I, I'm I'm legitimately sold on Book Night at this point. I love That's that. I, I lo- so I'm, no, I'm, I'm glad that stuff. you yes. went down the rabbit hole. Yeah. No, good for you for doing that. You really like, – you sell me on a lot of things, but it's just because I know you know things. But I also so wasn't – I wasn't, my, I wasn't uh, again, people no, misconstrued no, 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 no. that as me being on the Book Night train. No, 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 no. I was going to say – I, you sell me on a lot of things because I know you know things, and I'm like, well, there's no point trying to dispute him because ultimately he's going to be right. Right. But, 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 but if but, you don't me, like James Booknight, say it right to, now. Brother, I'm trying to – I keep getting to the, the point, and All then right, you keep ahead. saying, but, 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 and I'm All trying right. to – hold on. All right. Christ. All right. <laughs> but with this Booknight thing, I know that you just think he's good. Yes, you know a little bit, but you just like him, and that's it, okay? And I'm saying – Good job. You sold me on him. As just as a basketball player, I look rid- people can't see me right now. It's hard to take myself seriously the way that I'm wearing these hats. Let me take a photo. All right, people, hold on. People will see. Do you want to pick 6 for Cleveland? Is that automatic Kaminga? Uh no. I don't think that they would take um I don't think that they would take Kaminga only because they have Isaac Okoro. Do they want I mean, another Isaac project? Isaac Okoro could play the two. Isaac Okoro was also bad. So, <laughs> yeah, I think they'd take Jonathan Kaminga. Or All just right. Scotty Barnes. Why not? Scotty Barnes, trade Jetty to Philadelphia. There you go, Daryl. I like Kaminga for Cleveland, but here we, I, I digress. And here we go, last one, and then we'll get out of here. Detroit, three. Houston, one. New Orleans, two. Houston, Cade Cunningham. New Orleans, I like their point guard situation. We'll see what happens with Lonzo. Best problem in the league. They have Steven Adams and Jackson Hayes. Who's one of, I'd say, with Jackson Hayes, I had a lot of stock in him. And he's shown, if, he showed stuff as the year went on. Stretched yeah, if the Jackson, floor. If Jackson Hayes is Bitcoin, his season has been like the last two days of Bitcoin. It's been really <laughs> weird. It's been really weird. I think New Orleans goes uh, Jalen Green. I just think they have too much money wrapped up in Steven Adams and, and they have Jackson Hayes. Do I think they should do that? No. Do I think that they might do something like that? Yeah. Well, you're forgetting Zion, so they, yeah. Too. Well, yeah, but they need a – I mean, actually, Evan might be the the, the perfect – but I'm saying, like, they're not going to be able to move Adams and then no. you're just, you'd have to trade Jackson. 
I'm going to go Jalen Green just no, for No, you're right. It. That's that's good rationale. I but it's not. You. you should take who you think is going to be the best basketball player. Uh, but I think Green. New, but I think New Orleans. Ooh. Oh, over. oh, oh, over Evan Mobley. Oh, I was like, no. No, 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 you're right. You caught me. I caught myself, rather. So no. here's your dream scenario. If anybody screen Detroit's records three. that and in like two months sends me that <laughs> without the next five seconds where I very quickly amend it, I'm going to get really mad. Anyways, go ahead. <laughs> Detroit's three. Your right, dream next, scenario. Next, yeah, next Evan we got Mobley. it. Evan Mobley, it happened. I Here's the thing. I have already been sort of prepping what my lottery reaction is going to look like because I'm trying to think of how I want to do the setup. I want to do it a little bit differently this year. Might go with the suit. I don't know. And I'm worried that my reaction for picking second might be greater than it would be if we pick first. But anyways, what's next? That was three. So probably stop. Oh, that was three. Okay. I, what I want to – this is what I want to happen just for James' pure entertainment purposes. I'm sorry, Pistons fans. You're going to hate me for this. Nick, you're not going to like me either. No, because I know the point you're going to make, and it's actually a really good point. I don't think you know what I'm going to say. Uh, you want me to say the point you're about to say? I'm actually going to say what I want to see. Like I, I, w- I would love this is I, for James entertainment. This is what I want to see, but you can go ahead. If you, I don't, yeah. I, we're not t- thinking on the same about the same thing. I don't think. I'm thinking yes, about a video that you're make that you're going to make. Oh, I'm sorry. I, here's what I thought you were going to say. I thought you were going to be like, I want Detroit to pick sixth so that Troy can do his thing. I want Detroit to pick sixth because I want to see you wearing a suit on Lotto Day. Being prepared to have a top three pick, you being prepared to pour champagne on this suit, you being prepared to to, to cry tears of joy, and then they end up getting sixth, and yeah. seeing your reaction in said suit would absolutely make my day. I would, tr- I would, I would. I'm sorry, Pistons fans. I, that's my. That's what I want to happen. Wouldn't it be the silver lining for a lot of people? It would be the. It would. It would be an anarchy. I don't know about silver lining. What, what do you mean? mean? Why silver lining? Because because people would be like, well, if nothing else, at least uh, like people. I don't. I guess. What do I mean by that? Maybe silver lining isn't. Maybe the it right. would mean Detroit always picks seventh. It would be instead Detroit always picks sixth. What I mean is like people seeing my misery and me flipping a table and breaking things. You could bring joy at a, in a moment of sorrow. You could be the you could be the icebreaker that people need. Not icebreaker. The, the, I will throw in a hey, book night's really good. But he's not Evan Mobley. But he's really good. I will. I will not be. I'm just picturing your. Uh, I'm just thinking about your. Uh, the the Sadiq Bay video, where you're like, what the hell is going on with no, 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 every? No, no, no. This isn't towards you. This is something I wanted to talk about, and I forgot to do it. Every week, somebody will get in my mentions, and be like. Aren't you the guy that hated all of our draft picks? It happens every week. It happened again today. All the time. And I'm like, I, I did nothing but speak glowingly of all, well, of it was, three and a half guys that we drafted. I just, this, and, wait, why are people, they, like, why are they getting this notion? Because they get, I don't, I don't know. Because they don't like the things that I say. Because they're like, oh, you want uh, Evan Mobley? Well, I want Jalen Green. Kill yourself. You're a bad draft evaluator. It's wild. It's wild. I tweeted the day after the draft. I was like, we have like two and a half chances at a rookie of the year this year. Was I wrong? Yes. I mean, you got like, two on. You're probably yeah. going to have two on all rookie teams. It just blows my mind that people, this revisionist history. that pe- Listen, I cried for two of the picks 
One of them was because for I different reasons. Yeah, I couldn't believe that the Killian thing we manifested it and it actually happened. I couldn't believe it. Second one, I don't need to explain. The Isaiah Stewart thing, we were all just objectively wrong about him. Did you see that? Did you do a video for Isaiah? Yes. Can you send and me I, that? I don't think I've seen it. I think I sent it to you a little bit ago. I still will. I called him a traditional big. He did the whole Kevin Porter Jr. thing, where what he's what they've well, shown in the good. league. Oh, that okay. What they what they've shown in the league. Yeah, Isaiah Stewart's not throwing soup bowls at people. I don't like that joke. I'm sorry, Kevin Porter Jr. I'm actually in your corner. But what they've shown in the league is like 20% of what they showed in college. Or wait, the other way around. Like, Isaiah yeah. Stewart wasn't pulling up at the elbow. He didn't college. shoot threes. He didn't shoot. He wasn't picking and popping. He played like, in a zone defense at Washington. They played 2-3. Yes. Kevin Porter Jr. wasn't attacking the rim as much as he does in college as he was at USC. Like, what I'm saying is there was a, a, a fundamental transition that exceeded expectations and, f- frankly, went beyond what we thought was possible in his first year. I wasn't wrong about him and that I didn't think he was going to be good. I said he was good. I said he was a bully ball guy. It turns out he's more of a bully on defense, but still. Yeah. And this isn't me. Yeah. This isn't me trying to like pat myself on the back and be like, wow, I nailed all these, uh, these assessments. I didn't, I didn't. I said on the, on the Sadiq Bay video, I was like, this is flat out the best shooter in the draft period. Point blank. And that's what I was going to say is, if you do a book night video, I can see tears. Like I, it just takes me back to your Sadiq video where you're clearly sad about the situation, how you guys ended up with Sadiq trading your favorite player. But you're like, I can't believe this like, is kind of awesome. You have the tears and you're like, I'm happy. Sadiq won by yeah. all metrics, the best three point shooter in college basketball. Yes. Like, and I just, I, I'm imagining like the pick the six, the, the lottery shows the Pistons pick six. Every they're still naming the names ahead of them. And you're just like, well, as we've said all the time on the Bunna Carter can show James Booknight, get ready. You're next up. You're a Detroit. <laughs> like yeah. I'm just picturing. All I'm gonna this be like, uh, right all right, James Booknight, uh, the most efficient scorer at the rim <laughs> in college basketball last season. Um, there's a lot of people have compared him to Devin Booker. I see more Zach Levine in his game. There's a lot of bounce around the uh, around the rim. Uh, a lot of off the dribble stuff. You know, and I'll. I'll What's your gut tell very, you? What pick do the Pistons get? What's your gut tell you? Fourth. Take, fourth. I th- I feel it, and I'm really scared. No, I think fifth, actually, because why not? I don't want to be like manifest number one. But do you, you ever know, wake I, up and like feel like? Do you ever like wake up and the first thing you think is like I feel like the Pistons are going to get the number one pick? I I started prepping a video today for, for that possibility. For I was literally the video was going to be I can't believe Cade Cunningham's going to be on my basketball team in two months. And then I was like, release that manifest it. (laughs) And I was like, I don't want to record this because it's going to be really, really going to bum me out. But people that it'll bang people be all over it. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Were you going to say, can we do story time? Yeah. Well, I actually had done one in a while. I had a question for you about story time, but if you have a specific player or something, you can go ahead. I was just, have I ever told the Seiku uh, shoe story on here? With Bruce? No. But what's your question about story time? Oh, it's going to it's gonna take a minute. I was going to ask you. I was going to say, because I was thinking about this yesterday. I almost texted you, and I was like, it'd be a weird thing to text him about. Uh, Wouldn't be a first. What's the weirdest thing I've texted you about? Do you really want me to say on the pod? Well, you don't have to say why, but you can say what it was. 
uh, I'd have to go look, but like, how many times do you think you scrub yourself in the shower? Oh, oh, no, 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 no. The the question was, <laughs> if you scrubbed, wait, over the, under three hundred scrubs in the shower. Because it was if you were in the shower and you scrubbed to the BPM of Billy Jean. Do you think you would be done in like over or under three hundred? No, I know yeah. what the question is, but you just asked me what's the weirdest. I'm just answering. I think sure. The, you that would it would certainly whatever you thought about texting me would have not have been the weirdest thing you've ever texted well, me. The, the is question, all I'm saying. <laughs> the question was, uh, what do you think is the most valuable lesson that your dad ever taught you, or like what did you grow up and your dad Ooh, always taught you about the most? I don't want to say because he's going to be all sappy and proud and sad. Well, and he happy. booed us on Twitter because we he, said the episode wasn't the, coming out. He's part of the reason we're doing the pod. To be yeah. Honest. Thank you, Papa Edwards, for bullying us into doing this um, episode today. Have always have a plan B was one thing that always stuck with me. Okay. <laughs> not that. <laughs> not that plan B. Uh, well, that. Well, no, let's not go there. Yep. Um, yep. <laughs> that was good that was yeah. good by you people, uh, people yeah, didn't like, see but yeah of course like all of you wanted to, I wanted to play in the NBA and he's somebody he played college basketball he wanted to play in the NBA but he also went out and got his masters he's like you gotta have a plan B and plan B you're looking at it and you read about it that's plan that was plan B and I'm fun fact I'm happy that I didn't put all my eggs in the go to the league basket because I have friends that yeah. are 29 who still think they're going to the league um, That's what we do. Fun fact about Papa Edwards. Uh, you know, I don't know. The biggest thing that the biggest misconception about Kareem and his career was that uh, he was the reason that uh, players weren't allowed to dunk anymore. It was actually Papa Edwards. He was throwing down windmills and stuff like that. And he was when he was in college. That was him. He was the reason uh, the stuff he was throwing down was so crazy. The funny that, thing is, my dad doesn't have bounce. He was a shooter. <laughs> So like you probably just gassed him up, and he's like, "Yeah, hey, I did have bounce, Dad. You never had bounce. I played it. We played. You, you couldn't get off the ground in your late thirties. You could shoot. I'm not, I'll give you that, but I, you didn't have hops, my my G. You could shoot that's, though. That's not what he he told me. He oh, sent he, me his tape. He sent me his tape. Is, uh, it, is it like the Zapruder film? Can you even? So like Bigfoot sighting is on, on cassette. Uh, <laughs> it's on my that. dad. My dad was always really good at, like, sports history lessons. Like, I mm. wasn't old enough to remember. I wasn't really alive when the Red Wings and, like, the Avalanche had their rivalry. But, like, my dad would always, like, show me videos and stuff. And that, so I grew up hating the Avalanche. Love and, those. Love. I'm glad. That's, like, my earliest sports memories. Yeah. And uh, that's right. Cause you would have lived through those. Yeah, you were. You were I was, like, 97, 98. Yeah, I was, yep. I was six, yeah. seven. Um. And, like, just, I guess, just, like, you know, just historic, cultural, important stuff. You know who taught me who NWA was? My dad. Shout out to your dad. What's your dad's name? Papa Hankel? Todd. Yeah, you can call him Papa Hankel, sure. All right, we'll call him Papa Hankel. Shout out to Papa Hankel. We were in the Meyer parking lot. I was, like, 10, and he, we were in the Meyer parking lot, and we were leaving, and he's like, here, I think you're old enough for this. And he just started That's the playing police. it. No, it was straight out of Compton. Straight out of Compton. Like, did the whole album. Yeah. Um, that's, a, that's, a good, that's a good dad. And I was like, 
what and is how, at a Howellmeyer at that at a, at, at a Howellmeyer. For those of you who know the geography of Howell, you know where the Meyer is right off the and, highway. Uh, yes, is that Meyer? And uh, yeah, ten year old. That's the Howell gas Nick. station. The the, the yes. Meyer gas station is where I used to go from my mom to my dad's house. Yeah. I probably drove past you playing, listening straight to out NWA. Of <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Uh, Seku Bruce Brown story. Yeah, we haven't done story time in a while, and I don't know why I just thought of it. It might not even be funny. Um, so last year, we're in Portland, and I'm doing a a um, a team poll. So it's like I went to every player on the team, and I asked him 10 questions. Who's the funniest on the team? Who's the best dressed on the team? Who's the best shooter on the team? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Who, one of the questions was, who has the best shoes? think anybody with eyes knew Langston Galloway is the shoe guy. Yeah. That's the yeah. thing. So I'm that's the I get to that I'm I'm talking to Seku one on one. We're in Portland at the Nike at the Nike headquarters. They they were practicing at the Nike headquarters, which is sick. Which um, Derek Rose couldn't go to because he's under contract with Adidas. Well, he couldn't go to the Nike store. Yes, he couldn't go, and Langston couldn't go. A few others couldn't go. Um, some guys just can't go because like Blake is one probably has every shoe in there, and two is just it would too much of a ruckus. Um, so I get I'm, I'm asking Seku the questions. Get to the shoe one. Seiko, who has the best kicks on the team? Seiko sits there quietly for a second, scrunches his face, thinks about it. Me. He's always wearing slides. He's lying. He said me. I said, I said you? He's like, yeah. He's like, I got heat. I was like, Seiko. What a, I was like, I'm not trying to tell you who the answer should be, but what about Langston? He's like, no, nah, no, nah, fuck that. It's me. And Bruce is sitting next to him, and he overhears him. He's like, Seku, Langston has stuff that doesn't come out for three months. He's like, no, fuck that. It's me. <laughs> He's like, I got heat. <laughs> and we're just sitting there crying, laughing. Like, he is dead serious. Yeah. Like, Seku really believed he had the most heat on the team. And I, I told Langston it. that, and Langston ended up. He did. Langston wasn't sitting by us when I was talking to Seku, but I told him later, and he was just cracking up. But Seku, people don't know. I don't know about this team. I'm excited to find out because, like, as you guys know, this year everything was through Zoom. We only talked to the players through Zoom. We didn't get to see them in a group setting in the locker room practices. We didn't get to see them all mingle together. Seku was the funniest one on the team last year. Whoa, Seku is hilarious. Seku, it's if I had to rank. Blake's a different type of – all right. Blake's gone. No, on the team last year. Well, oh, sorry. Duh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. The 2019-20 team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Blake's won. Blake's funny. But after Blake, it's Seku. And then Bruce. Seku is funny. People don't know that. I think I think as – if he's here, I think as his career goes and if he's in Detroit and they do more stuff with him, like social-wise, people will realize that. That dude's funny. That is – Incredible, and I never would have guessed that. Yeah, I feel like I haven't done story time in a while. So even if you didn't name a player, I just figured I'd I thought of that story recently. Sure. And yeah, yeah, be a lot better next year when I can name current players. I'll redo the I'll redo the uh, that the team poll because I'm curious who they think is the funniest on the team. Cause oh, I don't sure. know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know many of the guys. And then uh, you can ask them who their favorite uh, Pistons podcast is too. Also, you can ask them that. They, I wonder if anybody's ever listened to our show. No. I mean, they could have. I don't know. No, absolutely not. Why do you say absolutely uh, not? 
Why would they care? Because we're talking about them. Yeah, but if someone had a podcast about me, I'd listen. I'd definitely yeah. listen. And they, yeah. Some of them follow me. So they might see it on their page. Uh, uh, there's well, things I'm, I I'm there's things I say there's things I say that you are you act that you seem very surprised, but it's like because I just we I cover just, the team. Gonna, I need to remember that you're just not some dude. I am a dude though. No, stop. Because I'm some dude. <laughs> oh you you at gosh. home listening to this in the car on your way to work. You're just some guy. I always We're, sports writers have massive egos, and it drives me insane. We write about sports. It's like the second nerdiest thing in the world. We don't. We write about the guys who do the cool stuff. Yeah, um, but you it's know, a nerdy stuff, job, and that's really cool. I guess yeah. favorite analytic. Favorite analytic. <sighs> I actually like true shooting percentage. Oh, Matthew is Matthew has rolled in his grave. I like that it factors in the weight of certain shots and all that stuff. Yeah. You don't you don't hear Matthew get passionately angry very often. If this is your first time listening, Matthew is my brother. We hadn't shouted him out on today's Shout episode to yet, so there we go. Um I he gets passionately angry about true shooting percentage. What's his what's his gripe? I I don't. It's stupid. He's like, "Why don't you just give me their splits or something?" I don't remember what it is. He'll get mad at me that I don't remember, but I think it's usually cuz I don't agree or I think sometimes I do agree. I think it's dumb too, but I also don't care. So, give me assist percentage. Love assist percentage. I'm not mad at it. Yeah. I don't love it. Not mad at it. Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen. Do you want to let's you, do album? Yeah, go ahead. I hate you. Uh the clips Lord Willen just cuz I looked at it. Shout out to Pusha T. Why are you shaking your head? Oh, because you're a Drake fan. Yeah. Shout out to Push. Shout out to his big bro. Malice. Now no malice. You have no malice in your heart. You're an approachable guy. See, there you Stop. go. Stop. There's your Drake you're, line. It's also, it's you're an approachable dude. You're an approach. Of course, it's Drake, so he said dude. Sorry. Yeah. Duppy freestyle. The nerve. The audacity. I listened to that today, by the way. I did too, actually. What? Yeah, I I like Drake. Here's a hot take. You ready? So if we're talking about mainstream rappers, which you guys, you know Nick, and if we listen to the show, I listen to a lot of like underground rap. But I do like them quote-unquote mainstream rap. Like, I like Kendrick. I love Kendrick. I think Kendrick's the best. Drake is closer to Kendrick than Cole. Drake is closer to... Ooh. When we're talking about rapidity rap, like rap bars, Drake has better rap, clever, funny, slick rap lines way better than J. Cole. I think it goes Kendrick, blank, blank, Drake, blank, 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 J. Cole. Yesterday morning was crazy. I had to come to terms with the fact oh that it's not a mate. <laughs> did you did you like the the new Cole record? Um there was a few songs I liked. Um you like that John Morant? That John Morant uh that, that line? It was cool. Uh yeah. I'll never listen to it front to back again. There's with somebody album, J. Cole just doesn't do it for me. I don't know what it is. I'm gonna go with Daytona by Push. No, I'm just kidding. That album's <laughs> trash. Uh, Twenty One Pilots has an album coming out on Friday. I'm gonna pick that. I haven't it's not out you yet. Haven't even heard it. Okay, if no. we're doing that, uh, Friday, Pray for Haiti, Makami, go get that. Produ- executive produced by Westside Gun. I can't wait for that album, boy. Ooh, Makami, Pray for Haiti, go get it. I'll go with the new Nicki Minaj record that came out last week. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I'm not doing that. Uh, Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen, 
if you made it this far, genuinely, thank you very, very much for listening. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate five stars. Leave a review if you are feeling generous. We will uh, catch you wait, guys. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, we're going to let oh. you guys know right now, starting next week, one pod a week. Uh, this is news to me, by the way. Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen. No, it's not. We talked about it on the last episode. We will catch you guys. In the next one. Peace. (laughs)